Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from storytellers around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello, how's your summer going? I hope you're getting to play with friends and go swimming and do everything you'd wish for. And that is the subject of the story today. Wishing. The story is Three Wishes, told by Pamela Marr. I wonder if you could wish for anything you wanted, what you'd wish for. Have a little think about that while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. It's me again, Kim. So, what would you wish for if you were told you could have just one wish? Would you go for superpowers? Or would you wish for a unicorn to fly around the world on? Today's story, told by Pamela Marr, is all about a couple who wished their life would change for the better. And then, suddenly, they were granted three wishes. Have you noticed anything? We've got a new theme. We're looking at the subject of change. The people in this story wanted to change their lives because, well... What they had to eat was a bit boring, but I'm not going to tell you any more because here's Pamela Marr to tell you the tale of the three wishes. This story comes from England, although there are versions of it all over the world, but this is a very English version. And it begins, Once upon a time when England was at war, and in times of war, food becomes scarce and hard to come by. It's difficult to get food in and out of the country or even to move food around the country. And so everyone in England at this time was encouraged to grow what food they could in their gardens or if they didn't have a garden, on little pieces of waste land. Now, the weather in England isn't very warm and the things that grow best are cabbages, carrots, onions and potatoes. So in this time of war, that's what people grew, and that's mostly what people ate. Day after day after day. People tried to invent new and exciting recipes to make with cabbages and carrots and onions and potatoes. But although they really tried, it got harder and harder. Now, at this time, in a very small house in a large town, there lived a man and his wife who were called Mr and Mrs Smith. And they had a very tiny garden in which they grew... Well, can you guess what they grew? Yes, they grew cabbages and carrots and onions and potatoes. One summer night, Mr Smith came to the supper table and looked at the plate of food that his wife put in front of him. It looked as though there was a pie on the plate, but you know what that pie was made of, don't you? I think you do. It was made of cabbages and carrots and onions and potatoes. Oh, wife, sighed Mr Smith. Your pie looks lovely, but I am so fed up with cabbage and carrots and onions and potatoes. I wish, I wish, I wish that we could have something else to eat. Now, it 
just so happened that at that very moment, a fairy was passing by their house. And through the open window, she heard the wish that Mr. Smith made. Well, she said to herself, I hear someone wishing, and I am a fairy, and my job is to make wishes come true. But only for very good people, of course. Maybe I should find out if these people deserve to have their wishes come true. So she knocked at the front door. Don, don, don. Now, who is that at supper time? said Mr. Smith rather crossly, as he was rather hungry, even though he was fed up with cabbage and carrot and onion and potato. I'll go and see, said Mrs. Smith, and she went and opened the door. There, standing on her doorstep, was... No, it was not a fairy. Of course not, because fairies always disguise themselves for people. No, what Mrs. Smith saw was a little old lady, because that was what the fairy was pretending to be. Oh, I'm so sorry to bother you, my dear, said the little old lady. But I'm looking for my sister's house, and I've got lost. I've come such a long way from the countryside, and I've never been to her house in this big town before. And I've walked, and I've walked, and I've walked. And now my feet hurt, and my legs hurt, and my back hurts. Please, can you help me to find her house? Oh, dear, cried Mrs. Smith. You do look so tired. Why don't you come in and rest for a bit? I've just put our supper on the table, and although there isn't a great deal to eat, you're very welcome to share it, and then I'm sure we can help you to find your way to your sister's house. So the elderly woman came in and sat at the table, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith shared their meal of cabbage and carrot and onion and potatoes with her, and she ate up every scrap. When the meal was finished, Mr. Smith said, Now, my dear, it's rather late, and now it's dark out there, so if you tell me your sister's address, I will walk you there if it's not too far, and if you're not too tired. But if it is a long way away, perhaps we could make you up a bed on our sofa, and I could take you there in the morning. Oh, thank you, thank you, said the little old lady. You are truly good people. And then she stood up from the table and said, Actually, I'm not an old lady. I'm really a fairy, and bing! She turned back into a delicate creature in clothes made of thistledown carrying a wand that sparkled with light. And she said, You have been very good to me, so I am going to grant you three wishes. Make sure you use them wisely. And bing! She disappeared into thin air. Well, Mr and Mrs Smith looked at each other in astonishment. But once they got over the shock, they had to decide what to wish for. cried Mrs. Smith. I think we should wish for children. Children bring such blessings. I would love to have children. Oh, yes, said Mr. Smith. I would like children too. 
but how will we feed and clothe them when we can barely feed and clothe ourselves? I think we should wish to be rich and then wish for children. Oh, yes, cried Mrs Smith. But then she thought for a bit. Husband, it's all very well to wish for money, but even the rich people can't buy food at the moment because there isn't any to buy. I think we should wish for peace in the land first. Then we can buy whatever we want for our children. Good idea, cried Mr Smith. But then he thought for a bit. Hmm, suppose one of the children became ill. Isn't having good health more important than anything? Shouldn't we wish for them all to be healthy first, and for us to be healthy too, so we can look after them? Oh dear, oh dear, I'm in a muddle as to the best thing to wish for. Should we wish for children? Should we wish for money? Should we wish for peace? Or for good health for all of us? Oh dear, oh dear, how many wishes is that? Oh dear, too many. Let's go to bed and sleep on it and decide in the morning, said Mrs Smith. Yes, that's a good idea, said Mr Smith. So the two of them went to bed and to sleep, and although sleep was a long time coming, because they were both very excited, at last they drifted off. The next morning, Mrs Smith woke very early, and she decided to cook her husband a lovely breakfast. So Mr Smith woke up to the smell of food cooking, and he remembered the wonderful breakfasts they used to have before the war came, when there was plenty of food. He dressed and went downstairs and looked into the pan that Mrs Smith had on the stove. And you know what was cooking in there, don't you? <sighs> That's right. It was cabbages and carrots and onions and potatoes. Oh, cried Mr Smith. Oh, how I wish there was a sausage in that pan. Mrs Smith screamed as a sausage appeared in the pan, brown and long and sizzling and spitting in the oil that it was cooking in. Oh, you stupid man, called Mrs Smith. Look at what you've done. You've wasted one of our wishes on a sausage, on a sausage, a whole wish on a sausage. Oh, 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 I wish that sausage was on your stupid nose. And no sooner had she said that when, bing, that brown and steaming sausage was hanging from the centre of Mr Smith's face where his nose should have been. Wife, what have you done? roared Mr Smith. Oh, no, oh, no, cried Mrs Smith. Oh, goodness, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. And she began to cry. <laughs> while Mr Smith ran over to the little mirror that hung over the mantelpiece and peered at himself in it, and then he began to cry. Oh, 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 wife, wife, get this thing off me. Uh, I need something to blow my nose. I can't find my nose. Oh, 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 oh. oh wife, wife, get this thing off me. But how? wailed Mrs Smith. If I cut it off, you'll have no nose. You'll have to, you'll have to wish it off, shouted Mr Smith. But, but it's our last wish, wailed Mrs Smith. You can't leave me like this, cried Mr Smith. Can't you wear a cloth over the bottom half of your face, said Mrs Smith. 
I can't walk around with a sausage on my face covered with a cloth for the rest of my life. And so, of course, in the end, there was only one thing to be done, and you know what that was. Mrs Smith wished to have her husband back the way he had always been, without a sausage on his face. And that was the last of their wishes gone. So do you think that they had listened properly to the fairy's warning and used their wishes wisely? No. And that's why people say, be careful what you wish for. But there was one thing they could have wished for that would have solved all of their problems. And do you know what that thing is? Do you? It would have only taken one wish. They should have wished to have unlimited wishes, of course. And that would have been a different end to this story. to Pamela Marr for that story. That would be clever, wouldn't it? Wishing for an infinite number of wishes. I'm not sure I'd have thought of it, though. It's a bit sad, though, isn't it, that they lost their chance to change the world by wishing for stupid things like sausages. Thanks for listening, and a special thanks to all our listeners in Iran. Now it's my chance to thank some of you who've been in touch. Super great thanks to Adam, who supported us on Kofi. Adam says, you've made me a storyteller. Thank you. Well, thank you, Adam. That makes me super happy to hear. Go, Adam, go. Tell the world your stories. And thanks to all of you who are supporting us on Kofi and to those fans subscribing on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and get all our stories advert-free, plus one bonus story every month, go to the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. This month's bonus story is all about a singing grasshopper. It's called The Ant and the Grasshopper, and it's told by Nadine Wild Palmer. And a big hello and thanks to super great kids fan Cohen, who was four this week. He left us a lovely review on Apple Podcasts. Cohen says his favourite story is How the Mosquito Became, also known as The Whistling Giants. That's one of my favourites too, Cohen. Can you do the rhyme? We will whistle in your ear and we will suck your blood. <gasps> Scary. And thanks too to Eva, who is seven, who gave us a sterling five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Eva's favourite stories are Rooster Finds Gold and El Cangrejo the Crab. I wonder if you can sing the rooster song, Eva. And finally, super great thanks to five-year-old Leona, who posted a moving picture of Tianjie and the yellow dress on our Facebook page. It's on facebook.com forward slash stories. Do take a look. It's a beautiful picture. More thanks to come next week. We love hearing from you, so do keep in touch. Happy storytelling! <laughs> <laughs>